Previously on Life's Bought a Song. But like, what musicals do you think they're going to do? Oh, God. I did not prepare for this. I need to, I need to marinate. <laughs> I've been saying this since after Carrie. Rent. So. I'd watch a Rent episode. Also, they're going to be adults in the next, like in the next season. So right. I feel like that opens up opportunities for musicals that maybe might not have been okay in a high school setting. I mean, um, they could also do Dear Evan Hansen or even Fun Home or whatever. Rocky Horror? Oh, fuck no. Life's but a song so you can sing along with a special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me is a special guest who hasn't been on in a while because riverdale had a pandemic scare and whatever (laughs) it's ashley evans everyone our riverdale correspondent i'm so excited i've been looking forward to this all week so we were so off with the last last time we talked about Riverdale this wasn't even a show I think we mentioned no we never never would have guessed next to normal Mm -mm. and it's so it's glaringly obvious with everything that Alice has been through so I'm mad at myself for not even thinking this was a possibility well we went the other route of like angsty shows yeah I mean we should have guessed next to normal we should have we didn't we didn't I mean, we, you and I had a whole thing about Rocky Horror, and apparently so did the internet. Still would love to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> I mean, there's always season six. <laughs> I'm so happy that there's another season. Me too. Oh my God. But we're right now we're talking about the season five, episode 18 episode of Riverdale, titled Chapter 94, Next to Normal, which is Mama. fine. I mean, I... <laughs> The other ones, if memory serves, were named after a song title. Yeah, A Night to Remember, Big Fun. And Wicked Little Town. And Wicked Little Town. Yeah, this, well, Next to Normal is a song. It is, Next to Normal, yes. But it's also the title of the show, which is the first time that this happens. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little like, were you guys more going for the title of the show or the title of the song? Or both? But welcome back to the podcast, writer Tessa Lee Williams. Welcome back. Tessa. Uh, So the music and the music uh, is by Tom Kitt and lyrics by Brian Yorkie, who wrote the stage version, obviously. Obviously. Uh, This episode's directed by Ronald Richard. It premiered September 29th, 2021, so not that long ago. And according to IMDb, IMTV is always wild about this. <laughs> Not the first sentence. Wait until the second sentence. Refusing to accept what's going on around her, Alice creates an imaginary musical fantasy world in which the Coopers are one big happy family again. Veronica and Archie make a big decision about their future. And to that I say, yawn! Varchi <laughs> is so tired. Give me Barchi. 
<laughs> I don't care about their future. And you know what is hilarious about that? While while we're on that sentence, Veronica's just like, "Oops, I killed my husband. Now I get to be with Archie Kens." Like, but then I'm it's really- like, "Oh wait, I'm now with Archie." Seven years after we were together in high school, so mm-hmm. like we're now adults who went on separate paths, coming back together. And not really dealing with, well, okay, so I may throw this word around a lot this episode. It's okay. We're not, they're not dealing with their trauma. That's what I said. I said, I'm glad they used this episode to finally touch on the trauma that Alice and Betty are dealing with. But is Veronica like low-key a sociopath? Because I think, yes. She doesn't even seem to feel slightly disturbed about killing Chad, a guy she was married to and had a near-death experience with. And even though it was self-defense, shouldn't she be, like, a little bit traumatized? Well, Veronica also has the dead eyes, remember? We talked about this. Got no (laughs) expression. It feels like she's just man-crazy and just falls into the next, like, strong arms of somebody, whether it's an ex-boyfriend or whatever. Or Reggie. Fucking... She is the serial monogamist of this show. She is the resident serial monogamist of Riverdale. She so is. She cannot not be in a relationship. Like like our diva, Betty Cooper. I don't think she was in a relationship this whole season. Oh, no, she was. She is. I mean, she porked Archie a couple times, but like, I think... She what? She porked Archie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. But like, there was also that other guy, the FBI dude. Oh, whatever happened to that guy? Well, once he took her off the case, I think the season of the trucker, truck driver Uh thing, she was like, and no more. We're done. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean like for relationship, but I just that character completely disappeared. And I totally forgot he existed until now. COVID? Maybe he died of COVID. No, no. I'm saying like, I think a lot of things needed to be restructured this season because of COVID. Oh my God, I'm a dick. I'm like, does COVID exist in the world of Riverdale? Did he die of COVID? I mean, they might call it like Shmavona virus. Because <laughs> they can't say any brand names except for Old Navy in this show. <laughs> <laughs> or Moulin Rouge. Like, Oh yeah. She mentions going to the city to see Moulin Rouge. And I'm like, wait. On the tram track. On the, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? So, Okay. First of all, is Tessa Williams Loki a fan of my podcast? I hope so. Because watching this episode, I flash back to all of our conversations about what we've said about Riverdale, like how mm-hmm. wild and crazy it is, mm-hmm. especially the musical episodes. And like, you know, last season, the Wicked Little Towns episode, it sounded like they were saying nonsense words with their situation. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, the the songs from Hedwig, like, make sense in the world of Hedwig, but, like, yeah. in the world that they tried to force them into Riverdale, didn't so much. However, they sounded great. But with yeah. this episode, I was like, is this a good episode of television? Like, not even just of Riverdale. Like, is it a good episode of television? I vouch that I like it even better than the Heathers episode. Oh, my God. I'm going to be blasphemous to myself and agree with you. Yes. Because it's not like a lot of, like, there is still a little Riverdale-isms. There's some camp. There's camp. that, But, like, not all of the lines sounds like they're 
beating through nonsensical words. Yeah. Like even Cheryl has <laughs> is calm. This is and my not like Cheryl. The, perfect this episode. Like I don't what did, ah, did Tessa I Williams say it's perfect. Well, it's not perfect. It well but I like it a lot. It's it's like it like can go against another TV show, like a bad episode of another TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is this is this was good television. I want more of this pacing, but like I get that Riverdale is also very nonsense. So we just need more Machin Amic. Am I saying her name right? Machin. Machin need- Amic. Uh, is it Amic or Amic? Whatever. Amuck. <laughs> Alice Amic, Cooper. Amic. We need more uh, Alice Cooper, not the singer, the character. We need more Alice Cooper and Betty Cooper because, and I wrote it in my notes later on too, in more in depth more, but the thing that makes this episode so good is the abundance of Betty and Alice. Oh my God, yes. Like every scene with them, and Machin's not a singer, but like, I don't even care because their acting is so good. This was good for her though. Cause yeah. we heard her in Carrie, uh, Carrie which yeah. was meh. This was much better. And it just, it fit. And like, I could buy that she was crying. So it, it doesn't really, she doesn't have to be belting cause she's crying. But like for, we come for those Betty Alice moments. And then we end up staying for the camp of Penelope Cheryl. Oh my God. Yes. Like the two mother daughter, like teams things unite. And it, that's just river. And these are the best. And I was telling my mom, cause she's like, you still watch that. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you don't listen. understand. Lily and Madeline are arguably the two best actresses on the show for very different reasons. They get the assignment. That's yes, why. yes, they show up, they do the work. Lily keeps things grounded as as grounded as they can be in this universe, whereas Cheryl goes the exact opposite direction, and Madeline just like you've said in other episodes of the podcast, she just plays into all this because she knows exactly what this is and exactly what the show is doing, and she just leans into that craziness and like that balance is is river like I could watch a show that's just the four of them, mhm. Maybe an episode of just a kill off time. Veronica. Just <laughs> give me. <laughs> well, but then there's also if you wanted to do like a whole mother daughter episode, bring back Hermione because she was great. I did love Hermione Lodge. I did love Hermione Lodge, and her and Veronica had gr- had like some good oh, chemistry. Yeah. But like Veronica, like, but like the writers just hate her. It's not a Camilla problem. She's great. I've seen her in other things. She's a good singer. The writers just hate Veronica inexplicably. And I thought it was very funny when the season came back and the time jump, like everybody had this epic adventure over the last seven years. They're like, Archie was in a war. Uh, He was kidnapped by a serial killer. Jughead wrote a famous book. And then Veronica got married. But she was also <laughs> the she-wolf of Wall Street, which they'd oh, like God. to remind you at least once every episode. Every second. Okay, so back to this episode. Anyways, yeah. I'm going to try and say their names. They're the actors' names. So Wyatt Nash, who plays Charles yes. Smith, and Tira Scovby? Polly. Polly? Where the fuck were they the last other, the, the other musical episodes? Well... Well, what the you, fuck happened? 
Do you have the soundtrack? Did you get it on iTunes? I did. Did you look at the descriptions of who is singing the songs? It's not them? Because I'm about to blow your mind. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Do you need descriptions? So who is t- Jackie Lee and Tyson Ritter then? So Jackie Lee was on The Voice in 2013, but more importantly, Tyson Ritter is the lead singer of All American Rejects. And now I want an entire Next to Normal album that is just Tyson Ritter because... And shit. Jackie Lee and Lily Reinhardt. Come on. we got Just to bring- the three of them. So I've never seen Next to Normal. <gasps> I'm going to say this right now. I'm very sorry, world. Don't worry. There's time. It's due for a revival, for sure. It's due for a revival. I'm glad Riverdale did it because they did it. I feel like what we said earlier, they meshed it very well mm-hmm. with the storyline that we've gotten. Um, they even lyric changes, but it fit yes. the way that they, they were tasteful, most of them. Okay, well, let's jump right in then. They had to censor themselves because right they're on television. Oh, swear words! I I those just make me giggle. Well, I'm just looking at just another day, and I I I I tried listening to the whole album of Next to Normal, the original Broadway cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to get through. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not, it's it's long. It's but it's long, but also like I was doing it while I was at work, and so yeah. like can't really listen and pay attention while oh yeah you need like beginning to end like a long car ride or commute and it will tell the whole story like it's one of those songs where pretty much shows where pretty much everything is sung so like there's little details you'll miss but you that's how I was first exposed to it and I was like oh my god this is groundbreaking like I had never heard of a musical about electroshock therapy before Mm -hmm. And, and bipolar disorder no, just wait. But like, I and I miss the mountains oh. when they, I know that they changed, Riverdale changed it so that Lily has that yeah. like big moment. My sharp. Blew my mind away. Cause you know, I've loved her voice. I'm assuming she really can sing and they're not like super 100%. touching up her voice. I loved it since Mad World in season two. <laughs> the striptease. But like her singing, I mean, not not like if if we're going by like just listening mm-hmm. without the visuals, mm-hmm. Mad World season two, that's when I really fell in love with her. And yeah. then slowly they gave her more, which again, Tessa Williams, if you're listening, give Lily more shit to do. Please in the just next... make her sing all the time. Now that we got rid of Josie <laughs> and like Lily is back in town for good for the moment well if you look at the other musical episodes too like carrie she sang maybe twice and not even her own song and then and then in big fun she had 17 Mm -hmm. she was part of she was featured in candy store Mm -hmm. and big fun no she wasn't featured really in that but like she had 17 as the quartet which, which is still the best. It, it outlasts best. everything on this album, even though I love this album. But And then in Wicked Little Town, she had more to sing. Much more. But like, basically, this is the Betty episode. This one. Yeah. Just like give Betty Cooper a whole musical episode where Kevin also sings the whole time. Too. <gasps> Just when he shows friend. up. When he shows up. 
belting his face off. My God. If you're listening, go on John's podcast. Come on my pod. Talk to me about stuff. Uh, But like, okay. So you've seen the, the stage version. Yes. So a little history about the stage version. It started as a 10 minute sketch in 1998 about a woman undergoing electroshock therapy and its impact on her family. Uh, originally, it was called Feeling Electric. It then had various workshops and readings around New York. And then in 2008, it was early 2008. So 2008 was a big year for this show. Mm-hmm. It went to Second Stage Theater, an off-Broadway venue in New York City. It was then restructured, reworked, and played at the arena stage in DC in late 2008 and then transferred to Broadway. And, th- and this is what we know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is the show that we know now. Uh, it opened uh, on Broadway, April 15, 2009 and closed January, 2011 after 733 performances. That's a lot. Gone That's- too soon though. That's like, I want it to run forever. The fact though. So Keep that in mind, because at the 2009 Tonys, it only won three Tony Awards. Like, it was nominated for a shit ton of others. (laughs) It won original score, which is great. Best performance by a leading actress in a musical for Alice Alice Ripley. And then best orchestrations. It lost best best musical to Billy Elliot. Mm, No. (laughs) But, like, my taste is different. Good for Billy Elliot, you know. But uh, different strokes for different, different shocks for different. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got... I, the fact, though, that they lasted another year and a half, two years. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another two years after the Tonys. That's amazing. Well, it's got the fun home issue where it's, it's not for very, everyone. Very, yeah, it's a very, very good show. If you want raw theater with a small cast and you really like you're not there for the spectacle you're there for the acting and the performances and you're like engaged with these few characters but there's also really dark stuff there's suicide there's mental health issues but if you can get into that then it's a really good show but like a lot of people are tourists and they go to Broadway Mm -hmm. show and they want to see Wicked and no disrespect to Wicked but like a lot of people want the feel good the song and dance this isn't it's that not. there might be somewhat choreographed moments mm-hmm. i'm using that as a loose term yeah okay so in this episode for instance mm-hmm. there there is no dancing so no choreographer this episode but i feel like that scene where they sing it's going to be good and they're setting the table mm-hmm. like that is somewhat choreography well, I noticed some Tessa Williams choreography in there, but it wasn't like, like you said, like dance choreography. It's it's stylized blocking, uh-huh. I would say. And there were things that like, for example, the song where they're playing the piano, everything else where they're, they pop up and down on the bench. I'm like, stop doing that. So that, but I was like, that's just your classic Tessa chairography over there. But then- <laughs> There were things that were like maybe weird to others that I actually really appreciated. And I, I they were Tessa because I they involved heads. But I was like, no, I like that. No, no, that that works. Tessa, you've like hit your stride with this episode. Like they're in just another day and the record is skipping. And they're like, does it? it does, yeah, they're head turns. 
and turns, it, it's yeah. creepy but it i liked it i was like that 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 i like that there was a little weirdness happening in superboy and the invisible girl oh god we haven't even no so okay i like camilla's voice i'm gonna say that i love her voice i feel like this is a good song for her like this was a great key this was like show showcasing her voice perfectly what the fuck was with that choreography or that well, blocking blockography if you will. down to superboy and the invisible girl since we're on the topic i said superboy and the invisible girl aka veronica throws a tantrum because archie doesn't want to eat chicken cord on blue with her <laughs> but then I- I you know, she, she starts clearing off the table. And then at one point she stands on a chair. Yes. Um, I was so, like, why are we standing on a chair? I get clearing the table. I yeah. get that's That's nice, you know, tessography. I said that too. We're making up words here. Tessography. Shmamazon or whatever they say. Lamazon. Lamazon, baby. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love Next to Normal. This is one of my favorite songs in Next to Normal. I was pumped when I found out that they were doing Next to Normal because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear Lily Reinhardt sing Superboy and the Invisible Girl. I don't know how they're going to do it, but like it's Riverdale. They'll figure it out. And then I hear the opening guitar chords for it as Veronica's at the table. And I audibly, I had recorded myself watching it the first time because I was not sober. And you just hear me on the recording and I go... No, don't let Veronica sing this. This is a Betty song. <laughs> and my mom just starts cackling in the background. <laughs> and like you said, Camila Mendez, great. And she sounded fine. Like she did great. But like, I was so upset that they didn't give this to Lily Reinhardt because I really wanted her to sing it. And then I'm just like, like other notes from my recording of myself listening to the song. When Veronica sings, would I fly away from here and touches the Big Apple postcard? I said, oh my God, the Big Apple is like not even far away. Why are you flying far away from there? You could walk over there. <laughs> Take a bus. It's two hours. Yeah, just like a just a hop, skip and a jump. Last verse of the song, I went, I would love if she was also singing with a Superboy. Because in the soundtrack, that's the part where my Lord and Savior Aaron Tveit comes in and harmonizes with the character Natalie, because she's in the show. Natalie is the daughter in the family and she is singing this song because she feels invisible to her mother who is idolizing their dead son. And she's like, I'm here, I'm alive. Pay attention to me, please. And then Aaron Tveit's like ghost, I guess, because he's like a ghost comes and he's harmonizing with her. And I like wish that there would have been a way for like her to have a guy singing the Aaron Tveit part because without it, she was singing not the melody. So I'm like, what's she doing? Or Lily? Could or, Lily oh harmonize? God. Yeah, because that would work because she feels invisible because her mom's like, Polly. And then the last thing I said during that song was pounding the table just like they pound the ground in Heathers. Oh, way shit. to go. No. <laughs> I hate when people pound tables for emphasis when they're trying to be dramatic. I wanted Betty to sing it with the guy from All American Rejects or Kevin. I didn't want Veronica to sing this song. Uh, now that hurts me that it's not the actors who sang it because... It hurt me too. I didn't realize that 
I don't, I, I thought, well, I mean, I looked at the, I looked at the names cause um, iTunes, you know, you see mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. featuring Liliana Reinhardt and Match Ganamic and then the other two names. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that those were the actors' names yeah, until I didn't know this episode, until you forced me to look it up. I'm sorry, but I saw Tyson Ritter and it was over. I was like, oh, I love all American rejects. What? He did a great job. I, I love his voice. Can he come on Riverdale? I would love, I don't know how they roped him into doing this soundtrack. There's got to be something there. And if there is a connection there, I would love Tyson fucking Ritter from All American Rejects to be written into the show. They wrote Chad Michael Murray into the show so they can do it. Yeah. He'll have another cult. I forgot. Well, they do have two cults happening right now. Two simultaneous cults. By the Blossoms. So Blossom cults. So in this episode of Riverdale, there's 16 songs. That's almost double every other musical episode that they've had. I think they all cap out at nine, but like the fact that they almost doubled it, like that's amazing. I know that Didn't I See This Movie is only like a minute long, Mm -hmm. worth the minute. And I did- The funniest minute. And I do know that they completely- (laughs) redid that the the lyrics in that song 100 percent. because i've seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest but i refused to watch the exorcist and i had to look up what pazuzu was and i got scared oh no i knew right away and (laughs) i was like i love this i didn't know that that wasn't the original uh lyrics but i was just like i love this she's giving her an exorcist of well well that was Wait, actually, can can we touch on a couple things from the early Cooper household before we before we get to that? Okay, we could jump because back. I just wanted to say, like, I think it was a funny choice that they brought back Charles when he was never a Riverdale High School student and he's in like football garb. And it's not even his voice, but I guess I get why they did it because like maybe he was available, but I would have loved to have seen them not bring him back and instead bring back Hal Cooper. That's what I wrote down. I was about to be like, where's Hal? She even mentions it in the song. Like I know that- His husband. Yes. Where's Hal? Which is funny because the way that- Would he be dressed as a black hood while all of them are in 1950s garb? And would it be a 1950s black hood? So it would just be John Mulaney with like a potato sack over his head? Can it? I would would watch the shit out of that. (laughs) Yeah, where's Hal? I mean- Where's Hal Cooper? I think I rewatching it for this for this recording. I think I justified it for them. So okay. Tessa, if I'm wrong and I know you're listening, please let me know. Is it because when they found out that Hal was the Black Hood, she wanted nothing to do with him anymore? Oh. Uh, so she's she, cut him out. She's entirely. cut him out even in her musical fantasies. Mhm. Whereas Charles only kills bad people. So he's basically Dexter. So we should let him. Does she know that Charles is the murderer though? I forget. I think that's fair because a lot of stuff happens on this show. Um, I know that Betty knows that. Right. But like, this is Alice's fantasies. So she knows, she knows because they showed up. He showed up with chick. Oh, right. After the prison break. And they're in prison garb. She probably forgives him because he he killed bad people is what I'm thinking. Or maybe she's just having a psychotic break. Well, so when she found out that, I, I, I do remember that when she found out that he was Charles, 
she started like regretting giving him up and everything and hates herself a little bit because of it so maybe that's like the part of her brain that is like well yeah maybe it's the part of her brain where it's the regretful part regretful is that a word like if I had just been more it it is like a nurturing mother maybe he would have been like a an a student who played football and was loving and had the voice of an all-american reject singer if I would have just been nice to him and the same with Polly you know with the voice of a singer from the voice from the voice (laughs) or America's Got Talent whichever one, one of those shows but like yeah maybe back to what we're saying maybe like the fact that she's seeing those two is because she is full of remorse and regret yes about being a shitty mom and she's like if I would have just been more wholesome maybe none of this would have happened how did you feel about the uh justifications of each song oh oh I can go back through well I think the the opening was good I felt like that was that that was fitting right they didn't change a ton in that song they just didn't have the actors sing but I'll allow it it's on my life's playlist I love this I love that I miss the mountains I so stupid and I love it at the justification because in the show Diana the mother has bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and she sings I miss the mountain alone to lament about how her meds and treatment are depriving her of experiencing the mountains aka the highs and lows like she's manic well, she's not manic. She has mania. She's not manic. Um, the highs and lows, because even if they're terrifying, that's better than feeling numb nothingness. So it's this very beautiful, raw, truthful, heartbreaking sentiment. And then on Riverdale, Alice is like, remember when we went on this ski trip in the mountains? I miss the mountains. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that was a cheap uh, that was, justification. That, was that being said... Uh, it's all forgiven when Betty comes in and she's just yeah 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 where where they rework the lyrics and it worked because I miss my mother is not a part of it it's all sung by Diana so working in Betty and making those little lyric changes about she's like missing the ski trip but Betty's like I miss my mom Mm -hmm. that broke my heart a little like I teared up a few times and Riverdale never does that for me I think I teared up during Light, the last oh, song. Same. Is same. that the is that the actual title? I've found yeah. like different ones yeah. for it. Okay. So how did you feel about the songs where Alice wasn't there to justify the singing? I think that's fine because as you know, I'm a huge fan of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the first few episodes of the series are mostly just Rebecca singing or people in the same scene as Rebecca singing. So you're like, oh, is this in Rebecca's head? But then like then they expand. Four, uh Greg sings a song. Or no, no, she's there for that. But like as the series goes on, people start singing songs while Rebecca's not present. So you're like, what? And you kind of just have to like lose yourself in the fantasy of it all. While I was rewatching this, is it yeah, it's make up your mind, catch me on falling. That felt like true musical theater to me. Well, where we got the bests or what you got the bests well the two best voices on the show more so like they have a, a shit ton of feelings that they couldn't just speak it they had to sing it yes exactly that's, that's what i meant just that's what i meant when i said it's more musical theater i got it got it and then even when the other two women join our diva you know mm-hmm. tony and veronica join in with the catch me i'm falling parts mm-hmm. i love it i mm-hmm. loved it 
It was great. This is mm-hmm. this is a great episode for Riverdale. It's a great episode like, of television. Like, like I know that in the past we've shit on on them, <laughs> and you know it's it's with love. It's, it's good with, fun. It's, in good fun, but like this time I'm watching. I'm honestly saying like this is a great episode i would recommend this episode to people granted mm-hmm. they would probably need to see the other shit to like understand yeah. the backstory but like probably not because you get uh she's not here which is not the right not they've here. changed entirely because it's supposed to be he's not here he's i did see here. that and you're a fan of the sh- of the show next to normal so how did you feel about these songs that they curated i didn't hate it and I that sounds bad but like no I was like actually really excited except for we won't talk about Superboy anymore but like other than that well, like the, the fact that they included Superboy did you like enjoy that or like is there another song that you feel like Veronica could have sang at that moment yeah because they should feature her because she is a good singer I would just have to look back through you know what did you you said you listened to the cast album most of it yes so there's a song in the show where Diana, the mother, has had electroshock therapy. So she's kind of like transitioning into life after electroshock and how it's affecting her. And simultaneously, her daughter finds her like Xanax and takes a bunch of pills and is going to clubs. And they're singing this song. They're in different parts of the stage, but they're singing about like, wish I were here. It's called wish I were here. And I feel like there could have been, it would have been a stretch, obviously, but like, I think with Veronica being sad that like Archie's kind of doesn't want to leave his stupid hometown and like some other female character, they could have made that work somehow. Maybe the Tony storyline? Yeah, because Tony didn't really get to sing a lot in the episode. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) And I feel like, like maybe Tony wishes she were somewhere else too. It wouldn't be the same meaning of the song as it is in the show, but neither are any of these. So, like, it's okay. I feel like they could have made it work. And they're not talking about, like, I took Xanax or I got electroshock. Like, you know that because you're watching the show. Right. But, like, I feel like out of context, with a couple of little lyrical changes, they could have made that work with two of the females in the show that didn't Hmm. get as much airtime. And then we just, like, give... Betty Superboy and the Invisible Girl, because like we. So we're gonna it. add. We're instead instead of getting rid of Superboy, we're adding a seventeenth song. You're saying yes. Okay, great. I'm down may for this. Well. Yeah, may as well. And I love Wish I Were Here. And I was at the time. I was like, I guess I don't know how that would have fit in, but we could have made it work if if Veronica is mad that Archie can't eat chicken with her, and you're gonna make that a justification for Superboy. You can make Wish I Were Here work. So I don't really think she's mad that Archie won't eat chicken with her. I think it's more so that she's feeling that Archie's putting the town over her, which understandable on both ends. Cause like (laughs) they just got back together. That's been his goal since the jump of the, of the season. Mm -hmm. It's not episode one. It's like four. Yeah. So since episode four of season five, like that's been his goal to save the town. And now he's what a teacher, a firefighter uh, <laughs> still owns the gym. Ex bear wrangler. He's on the committee to save the town. What the, what? Yeah. He's doing everything else, but what about music, Archie? No. Nah, nah, nah. Where's your music <laughs> career, Archie? <laughs> 
he stopped that really he's fast. saying one line i get i get one. well okay so in the soundtrack of the There's episode more. he has a verse he has a verse and you're like whatever but it's a verse it's not a whole song i'm okay with it speaking of men who sing on the show would we like to talk about how they roped Cole Sprouse into doing musicals now because he used to be so adamantly against it. What changed? Well, 17 happened. But listen, like, I love Tabitha, but his songs ain't got shit on a Bughead 17. No. I love yeah. Tabitha, but this ain't. I do love Tabitha. I actually, I think she's a really good addition to the cast, and I think she's a good actor. She, okay, so she was on Glee for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but never sang. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that she's here and they're giving her songs because she does have mm-hmm. a good voice. Although, what's the one that she sings with Jughead before the dinner? Perfect for you. That sounded weird on both ends. Like, she was off, he was off. It was not perfect for them. Every time she said Jughead, I was like, that's <laughs> so stupid. Um, Jughead, that's true. I hated it. I hated it. Not her. Just I hated that they I didn't like it um, for his, I, I, I think she's forgivable. I think she's got a good voice. But like, I don't love Kit and Yorkie for Jughead. I don't think he's a bad singer. I really loved him in the Hedwig episode where it's a little mm-hmm. like rock alt. But this is more like run of the mill 2000s musical theater. And there are rockier songs in Next to Normal, but they keep giving Jughead the Henry songs. And the guy who plays Henry on Broadway is a Broadway singer. And he's just having a hard time. But it's okay because there there are moments that I'm like, okay, Jughead, like I love when he belts. Like there's like yeah. a really nice sound and like, you square all the corners, I straighten the curves. Like when he can let loose, mm-hmm. it's great, but I feel like he's straining on some of those lower notes in the beginning, and he's just like, a planet is freaking. And I'm just like, no, no, stop pooping, Jughead. Well, because he sounds so bored throughout. Okay, yes. since we're on, but like, let's say, let's stick to stick to Jughead for a second. Why was he not lip syncing during light? <laughs> I mentioned that uh, down at the bottom of my notes. I might have even given it a sharp. You have. Penelope and Uncle Frank fucking lip syncing and <laughs> twins, and that new girl, whatever her that's living with Cheryl. Brilla. But like it's and like they even focus on him not singing. So <laughs> it's a deliberate choice. He gives her a dirty look. He gives Tabitha a look. I don't understand the choice. Do you have any any like bullshit justification for it? I wrote, I, my justification is, I said, I started laughing when they panned across each cast member singing, including Uncle Frank and Penelope, and they got to Cole Sprouse and he was like, fuck this, you already made me sing twice, I'm not singing again. <laughs> I think it is 100% Cole Sprouse. I don't think they were like, Jughead, don't sing. I think Cole was like, you got two out of me. I was going to do zero when this show started. You are not making me sing again. Stop it. I do have to give them credit, though. I've shot on Riverdale in the past. Whenever it's like a big group number with harmonies and everything, mm-hmm. it sounds like a giant yawn. This time it didn't. It sounded like a har- harmonies. Like I And I even made sure to listen to the stage version. Now, okay, okay so in the stage version, there's only six people on stage. Yeah. T- like, total. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So what is this? Like 20 people on camera on, on the screen? Yeah. Ish. It sounded fine. I don't know how many actual voices they used, but yeah. it sounded fine. Like it didn't sound like, uh, what was that? What is that one in Carrie? In, in the song In, where everyone's mm-hmm. like, it's like a yawn. Yeah. Yep. Such a good episode. And I'm so glad you came back as my correspondent. Thank y'all. I teared up at the end when they panned across Polly's grave. I was like, I didn't care about Polly until right now. Dagwood's crying. I'm like, oh, she has children. That's right. I'm a sucker. I think I'm a sucker for a musical theater folk in a line. And I'm going to blame Rent for that. I was just going to say I got major Rent funeral vibes. Oh, no, it's Seasons of Love. I'm a sucker for it. It's beautiful when done right. And this was done very right. Because then there was a moment where they broke the line up. So it wasn't. Yeah. So like more people, like they were a little more staggered and it worked as well. So Mm -hmm. good job, everyone. Everyone did a great job. Now let's use this formula, whatever this formula that you figured out, do it in season six. (laughs) i'm excited to see what that musical is going to be maybe it'll be rocky horror maybe it'll be rocky horror um okay so angsty dear evan hansen i think after what happened with the movie that just came out people are gonna stay away from evan hansen which is too bad because honestly i really liked it but i also really liked the stage show and everybody's gonna have an opinion but that is mine and i liked it and that's that maybe mean girls since they did but they already did heathers Heathers. i i'm on the rocky horror train i'm i'm still thinking rocky horror rent because rent has so many songs that they can they've already done one of the songs from rent Mm -hmm. so they can do i feel like they can do more um i'm thinking it's go i'm i'm thinking it's going to not be a fantasy episode like this one is. It's going to be something like what uh, Wicked Little Towns was supposed to be, where it's mm. a show. This is what I thought the musical episode this season was going to be, yeah. where it's them performing as a fundraiser to save the town. Yeah. So maybe that's what will be next season. Maybe. Tessa Williams, please contact me. I tried. I, I DM'd you my theory about Rocky Horror. And I'm saying it on the podcast. Can we, so. speaking of Tessa, can we talk about I'm Alive slash I Am the One? Sure. Because this is one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. Wait, when uh, when did the I'm Alive, I Am the One? Oh! So they're supposed to go on the tram track to go see Moulin Rouge, which is the closest they're ever going to get to Aaron Tveit making a guest appearance on the show. Oh, I didn't even they mention that. Yeah, no, that's why they did it because he's the star of Moulin Rouge and because he's the star of one of the stars of Next to Normal. Yeah, didn't think of that. Could you imagine instead of the guy from All American Rejects, it was Aaron Tveit's voice? I would have died. <laughs> I would have died and gone to heaven. <laughs> to Broadway heaven. To Broadway heaven. Right next to Elaine Stritch. <laughs> oh my God, we would have such a good time. <laughs> you would. But yeah. yeah. I don't know this show well, like I said, but the songs were great. I think if I were to do like a deep dive into Next to Normal, I would understand it more. And 
like maybe be like you be like oh they could have done this song instead of this song or like oh you really missed out on this verse for (laughs) it but I think this was great I loved how they treated Alice this episode is she acting matching I'm just gonna call her Maddie 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 was the acting so there was Tessa I'm assuming it was Tessa choreography in I'm Alive that creeped me out because uh, Polly and Charles were like, come hither. But it wasn't like, hi. It was like they were seducing Alice for a second. And I was like, what's happening? Oh, and see, I thought there was some sort of sexual tension between Cheryl and her mom during Didn't I See This Movie? Oh, and we can talk about that too. Those sound effects that we know and love, that is the scene with the sound effects and and the sound effects that we know and love in uh just another day the whipping everything's whipping she's whipping Whipping. everything around that's their it's the riverdale whip they didn't whip hair this time which is no hair there was a moment where tabitha like turned to get a napkin really quickly and i was like ah that was a perfect opportunity for a hair whip and you didn't do it in i am the one there's some Tessography that I really liked because the kids, the Charles and the Polly kids are like trying to like pull focus and they're trying to pull Alice towards them. And Betty just keeps moving her head. And I know that was a Tessa choice because it's headography, but it worked for what it is because Betty's eyes were like begging her and like just her moving her mom's head away from the two kids that kept distracting her like got me in the feels and I was like, Oh my God, this feels like acting class. Like it felt like an exercise. Seriously. Great episode, everyone. I don't know if you, I don't know if you, uh, and we're spoiling everything, but I don't give a shit. Cheryl's God is Gaia. Isn't that like a yoga brand? No, Gaia is mother earth. Oh, that's a thing. I'm like, Gaia, like the mats. No, Gaia (laughs) is a goddess. For oh. Earth, like the Earth goddess, I do believe. You can inform me about this because I don't know anything about this. I think it's another name for Earth. Like, you know how there's Terra, T-E-R-R-A? Yeah. That, that's like a scientific name for Earth. I think Gaia is more like a spiritual name for Earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why she's very into the elements and mm-hmm. everything like that. Uh, one last question before we get into Sharp and Flat. Are you team Choni or team Tongs? Tongs? Oh my God. That's amazing. You introduced me to these stupid shipping names. And I names. thought Jugatha was a funny one, but Tongs is my new favorite name. Well, because I was going to be like, Fanny? Phony? <laughs> Phony? Phony? And I was like, no, it's got to be Tongs. I love Tongs. I Okay, I'm kind of, I'm team tone find out who the baby eddie is because <laughs> i don't know who it is and i need to know but like now that fangs and tony are a thing and i don't I'm know like, if i i don't know if i like it i'm fine with it but i'm not i'm indifferent like i'm not like ew but i'm like no i miss I kevin and fangs and, yeah i liked fangs and kevin they, they and... were cute but then kevin is a sex addict so whatever good for good for tongs for getting away from that good for tongs for raising the baby but i want to know who tony's baby daddy is and i thought they were going to tell us this season and they didn't and 
I honestly forgot that she had the baby, to be totally honest. I think she forgot she had the baby because she's like out killing ghoulies. Who's watching her baby? (laughs) Who's watching baby Anthony? Grandpa? When Jughead wrote a news article, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. Oh my God. So much happens. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of so much happens on this show, as good as, like, I loved the finale. I loved the maybe next to normal scene where it's just like very intimate with Betty and Alice. It's like sad and like, again, tearing up. It's all the Betty Cooper eyes. She just like, like you gave a sharp to Betty's tear ducts in an episode. Yes. And she did it again. And I'm just like, and she's like, you'll see. And she's just like, it's going to get okay, mom. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I feeling things during Riverdale? But then the thing that broke that scene for me, like I was in it, I was sad. I was like, oh my God. I cackled (laughs) when Alice says, all I ever wanted was a normal family. And I was like, "Um, sweetheart. Look where you live. Married a serial killer. I know you didn't know that at the time, but a normal family was never going to happen. Your husband murdered half the town. You had another (laughs) kid come out of a high school fling. That kid turned out to be another serial killer. The father of your serial killer kid turned out to be your daughter's future boyfriend's dad. And you all used to live in the same house together after your serial killer husband was murdered by your serial killer sister-in-law. And you joined a cult with your daughter who had twins with your nephew who was killed by your brother-in-law. And your living daughter sometimes wears a black wig during sex. I'm sorry, but you're never going to have anything close to next to normal. (laughs) Like, that's a reach. And all of that is true. Writing it out was exhausting because I had to like a, make a family tree to figure out. So where does the bear what? fit in? Huh? Where does the bear fit in? Archie's storyline. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Which is non-existent because he doesn't sing, and if you don't sing, you don't exist in this episode. No, you don't. I don't care about you. Don't go, exist. go save. Go put out a fire somewhere. Also, one last thing before we get to sharps and flats, I just want to take a moment to appreciate that Cheryl is now Riverdale's resident babysitter for all ginger children because now she has to take care of Juniper Dagwood and Britta and Britta was wearing a cape in the last scene I thought it was really funny okay let's get into sharp and flush shall we sharp flat in this section we're gonna highlight some moments whether we talked about it or not which we talked about a lot of stuff so I wouldn't be surprised if things come up and if we like something it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could change it is flat ashley as my riverdale correspondent what are your sharps i want to start positive so i just added a sharp after talking i i would like to add a sharp to britta for having the same amount of solo lines as archie and doing better than archie i think she has a good voice i I really hope they use her my next sharp uh is just the part where Lily Reinhardt goes, I miss my mother. I, and she just like wails. I think I fell down when that happened. I fell down. I fell down. Yes. I went, oh my God. Uh, sharp to the non-brand names this week. Glamazon, Tramtrack, and Swellagrino. <laughs> well, I want to say that there's one person who's in charge of all of those. Like there's somebody on the writer's crew that they're like, you just got to come up with some brand names. That's your only job. Uh, sharp to my favorite moment of the entire episode. When everyone leaves Veronica at the table, except Jughead and they just stare at each other and he goes, 
I'm going to go to the garage. <laughs> okay. Like sharp to him for not wanting to eat alone with Veronica, considering she just killed someone last week. Does he know that? I'm sure. Archie's not good at keeping secrets. Oh, that's true. Archie is terrible at keeping secrets. <laughs> Remember when he fought a bear? <laughs> Remember when he fought a bear? I will never forget. It's come to a point where whenever I type the word Archie into my iPhone, the bear emoticon comes up as a suggested <laughs> substitute. <laughs> because I reference that every time I talk about Riverdale. We sound like we're on drugs. This is all <laughs> canon. Well, and I was watching the series finale, the season finale, and I was just like, there's just saying not like I think I texted you. I, yeah. I I was like, they are the writers are daring these actors to say just complete and total nonsense to see if they'll actually do it. Like <laughs> I would love that. I would love if that's how this show is written. It's just one big improv game. I, I think they pull words out of a hat at some for some of these lines. Or a dartboard or a spinny wheel or especially, something. Especially some of Cheryl's lines. Like, you know that they're, like, using predictive text to write Cheryl's lines. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is true or than we would like to admit. Except for this episode. This episode, they don't say as much nonsense as they usually do. Well, except for, didn't I see this movie? Which is my next sharp to Penelope Blossom saying an exorcism nightmare child. That's rich. Like, well, uh, I'm not, I'm saying, cause there are episodes where it's complete nonsense from start to end. Oh, right. This yeah. One, that was one minute of nonsense. This, well, this one has it like here and there, which yeah. is fine when you pepper it on. Yeah. But like when you have an out for, well, it's not an hour is what like really 45 ish minutes, 45 to 50 minutes of them spouting out like remember when i fought a bear remember when i killed my dad or <laughs> or or remember when penelope killed my dad everyone yeah totally fun <laughs> remember when my my sister was cremated because she was a hooker at, at... <laughs> what Holly's ashes you stop i right gave now. that Can... whole scene a sharp didn't i see this movie and it is my favorite cheryl musical scene of all time sharp to the entirety of i am the one didn't I see this movie is my favorite Cheryl musical scene of all time. Mm-hmm. I am the one is my favorite scene musically in this episode. And then song wise, another sharp to all of the instances where Betty and Kevin are singing together. Cause I don't think this has happened in another episode, which blows my mind. Like they've been in group songs together, yes. but I don't think they've sang together and I'm obsessed and I want just an album that is Lily Reinhardt and Casey Cott. And I think their uh, ship name just for singing purposes, not romantic, but singing purposes should be Kalooper. Kalooper? <laughs> like Keller Cooper. Kalooper. Kalooper. I'm, I'm here for it. I want a Kalooper album featuring All American Rejects. Or Bevan. Bevan Kalooper. That could Bevin be a problem. Kalooper. That is their album. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank We're you. Here. Good night. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, Last Sharp overall, just to Machkin Amik and Lily Reinhardt for making me genuinely sad about Polly dying because their acting in this episode made me care about this poor character more than the writing made me care when she was alive. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I actually care about Polly. Oh, I'm sad for them. Oh my God, they've been through so much. Oh my God, why am I getting emotional? Oh my God, Next to Normal is playing now. (laughs) Oh my God. 
I don't have as many sharps, but like I want to sharp the whole episode if I could. Fair. But to be more specific, I can, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say the vocals for the Cooper children, now that I know that it's not the actors doing it, but like just another day when that, when, Mm -hmm. when he, um, what's his name? Charles first enters thinking it's his voice, but that blew my mind. It was, it was so good. And then when Polly comes down, like that whole sequence is beautiful. And then Mm -hmm. Lily shows up. Like, Love her. She came to play. She she's just like hold hold my drink, bitches. <laughs> hold hold my machin. Here, let me give you an earring each. Hold them. I'm here to show you what to do. <laughs> also, Lily Reinhardt needs to. I don't know if she's aged out of the role, but she did just play a high schooler like last year. I would love to see her as Natalie. And I wrote this all over my notes and failed to mention it. And then I realized I don't think she sings any of Natalie's songs in the show, but I think her voice would be perfect if she were to be Natalie in Next Normal. Take my money. I would love to see her. I would love to see it. Let's if it ever comes back, we're going. Okay, great. I'm buying your ticket. Awesome sauce. I love free stuff. Uh, and then my other sharp is that Archie only has a few lines in a song. <laughs> I don't really sure. think they found a voice for him, like his voice. I liked him in the Hedwig episode. Hedwig was musically well done. But like, I don't think though they found the right song choices for Archie. You know what I mean? Maybe I only liked Archie's songs in that episode because Betty also sang in those songs. Like KJ Appa, I don't know what he has. Well, no, he in season one, he has a song. I can't remember, but it's a little more like John Magary, his voice. And it Uh sounds very well done. So he played Jeremy Camp in like a Christian movie about this Christian singer named Jeremy Camp. And I didn't see it, but my mom did. And she said he was really good in that KJ Appa. Maybe it's the auto tuning that they're doing for his voice on the show or something. But like, Mm -hmm. there's always something a little off. And this wasn't an Archie song heavy episode. I'm here for it. I'm Uh, here for it. Every once in a while... In this section, I have what I like to call a natural. Mm. It's neither a sharp nor a flat. I still needed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And and this one, it's how the song Light is different from the show to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about how, fuck, what's her name? The girl that um, Cheryl took in. Britta. So they have that like little duetty moment while playing chess. Mm-hmm. in the show mm-hmm. not on the soundtrack also yeah, I noticed. Tabitha comes in to like duet with Kevin while he's at Pops for the a diner. reason not on the soundtrack but you get a whole Archie verse you get a whole Archie verse but you also like it's Kevin showcasing Kevin so I wish though because I do agree with you I liked Britta's voice I wish mm-hmm. they I hope they're going to showcase her more in season mm-hmm. six but I kind of wish that they kept that moment in the soundtrack. But that's just me. Like I said, neither sharp nor flat. Just something that I'm just like, ah. Something to think about. Something to think about. Okay, let's get to flat. Can I go (laughs) first with flat? Because we we may be fighting. Oh, no. I I have five. I have two. But this first one is when we're going to be fighting. Oh, I'll be nice. (sighs) I 
do not like how Betty treats her mom this whole episode. Okay. So she knows her mom's in a bad place. She yeah. knows it. But yeah. instead of helping her to like get seek treatment or help elsewhere, which would probably play more into the next to normal show itself. Mm-hmm. Not uh, electroshock therapy. Not that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah, like. Well, that's not even legal. So it's okay. I'm saying like go to a therapist or <laughs> go to a mental institute or something. But it seems like this whole episode, Betty is just like, snap out of it. But like not in a funny way. More in like, mm-hmm. uh, I know I know you're in pain, but like it's over. You got it. That's how I read it. I okay. don't know. I fight. I that's valid, and like I, I know our queen supreme, our queen diva supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, she did. A, I mean, sang the shit of it, acted the shit mm-hmm. out of everything. Mm-hmm. I just think some of the words that she was saying mm-hmm. was not right because, like, your mom is not doing great. Yeah. No, I don't. I won't fight with you on that at all. I think that's a really good point. And I'm glad that you said something about it because I feel like mental health is such a misunderstood thing. Right. And I, and I kind of did see on the Wikipedia page that like there was a little controversy from like critics from of the Riverdale. Next, no, for next to normal. Oh, I was like, okay, we're going to draw the line here. Before they reworked it, they were saying that like they didn't handle it r- properly or something like that. Hmm. And so doing a whole musical about mental, mental health is what we said a hard sell mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you're going to be referencing a show that is all about mental health and well mental well-being mm-hmm. and have a character that gets over it because her mom is n- clearly not in the right headspace mm-hmm. i think you missed the point of the show <laughs> i mean in betty's defense for this version of next to normal i think she was just scared and Betty needs to go to therapy too. I mean, um, all of the characters need to go to therapy. Let's be Everybody right needs to go to therapy. Except for Tabitha. I really think she's doing great. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody can go to therapy, period. But I feel like she's the most, like, Grounded level-headed one. normal person. Um, Maybe Britta. I don't know too much about her yet. Britta but, should go to therapy just, like, as a safe right, place got, to talk about her sexuality. And she got kicked out by her parents. That's right. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. But no, don't be sorry. Nana Um, Rose? Does Nana Rose need therapy? Nana Rose is therapy. There we go. Nana Rose is the most wonderfully toxic person on the show. And I love it. Especially when she's like... Pop Tate is Jesus. Especially when she's like, let me tell you this history about something. And you're like... That I've been holding this whole time. That I've been holding this whole time. Until now. Because the writers just decided I should know this. <laughs> I really... Like, I don't know if the actress has the eye. In which case, great. If not, I don't know if that's a choice. It's a great which choice. Which would be super funny if it's a choice. But back to back to Betty... I think in her defense, I think she's just scared, but I do. And and that's Natalie in Next to Normal too, but Natalie is 16 years old. Betty's in her late 20s. There's no, wait, if they graduated high school when they were 18. Yeah. She would be 25 right now. 25. Yeah. Ish. Which is a different age than 16. Like her. You could still be scared. Yeah. She could still be scared and like retreating a little bit personally, but like, yeah. 
I would have loved a scene where she takes her and you could have it in that whole, you could cut Archie's line and just like have like a scene in the montage where they go to therapy. Well, I mean, I guess the therapy would be light. That is the therapy for. Yeah. The, or hopefully it's the start of like, okay, now we're going to make you go see a therapist. And that's what well, season six is for, <laughs> for Alice. Her, her adventures in therapy. therapy. <laughs> Which is like a lot more normal than the farm. So like stranger things have happened. And then my other flat, this is me reaching, but again, lack of Fang singing. I agree. Like when he opens his mouth in in light, Uh I'm like, oh, right. He can sing. And then I go back. I go back and listen to him on, on the album for. uh, Our love is God. Yes. And then I'm just like, well, could the next mm, could the next one be a Fangs episode? Tongs. A Tongs episode? Tongs the musical. Oh my god. What are Do your you think Baby Anthony? <laughs> Baby Anthony, who aged 10 years magically because but we're in magic. They never explain land. it. They're like, yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> he's like a 10-year-old. He's one of the kids from Stranger Things. He's 16. <laughs> Playing a 10-year-old. They're just like Baby Anthony, and he's just like, wah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a teenager. <laughs> it's very Riverdale. It's not out of the realm of possibility on this show. Flat for getting me excited at the prospect of Charles being a good singer. Yes. I was really upset. Uh, I was and like, Polly. Oh, Polly was Polly was good, but Charles, I can exp- like I can look at Polly and go, that girl can probably sing. And it turns out she doesn't because they use someone else. But I could look at her and go, she might sing. Unless she may not, unless she's more of an alto and they wanted her to be a, like a, a belty yeah. soprano-y character. I did love the harmonies on I'm Alive, though, that they had on the soundtrack with the voice of Charles and the voice of Polly. I love I'm Alive in the show. Aaron Tveit is amazing. But I, I liked hearing it as a duet because you can harmonize in a duet. And I was like, oh, it's too bad that Tyson Ritter... And Jackie Lee are not part of the show because that's great. The rest of this is all just attacks on Veronica. So I'm just going to get my not Veronica one out of the way. Flat for Tabitha's parents hating pops. They're the true monsters of the show. Hashtag justice for Penelope Blossom because she's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, she's the demon. And I'm like, but at least she doesn't hate pops. Like who hates pops? And, you know, Jughead calling him the next Hiram Lodge. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I've never heard of Hiram Lodge. And I'm like, okay. You you will soon. I don't believe that because she grew up in, not she, but like her parents grew up in Riverdale. And they're around the same age as Hiram and Hermione. So I don't believe He had a different name. Oh, Jaime Luna. The rest of my flats are (laughs) Veronica. So just Uh, Veronica this whole episode. You're You're not a fan of her. No. Flat for Veronica asking Archie to move in with her at the Pembroke two seconds after she killed her ex-husband there. Flat to Veronica's serial monogamy. Bitch can't stay single for one episode. Flat for killing off Polly instead of killing off Veronica. Just kidding. But flat for not giving Betty Superboy and the Invisible Girl. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, would you add any songs to your life's playlist? Yeah, I um, renamed them too. I Maybe. said I would put uh, Just Another Day Starring Queen Lily Reinhardt and King Dirty Little Secret. <laughs> <laughs> Second song is I Miss the F- Motherfucking Mountains. 
see, didn't I see this Nightmare Child movie? Four, I'm alive, featuring two people who aren't on this show. And are dead. <laughs> and are dead. Wait, is Charles dead, though? That was another That's thing. What, that was a thing. I was like, is he? No, he ran off with Chick. He's estranged. And he's, he's getting I, better at Shankshaw Prison because he got kill, like hurt, but he's not dead. Did he go back to Shankshaw? I thought, I thought yeah. he and Char- Chick went away after no, they got chicken, married. Chick and Charles. Chick and Charles? Ew. Charles and Chick. Charles and Chick got prison married at Betty's house. And then they were like, we're going to play the pincushion, man. Here you go, Juniper. And Juniper is just like, because eh, they don't have budget to give those kids lines. And they give <laughs> Juniper a knife to stick in the FBI guy. But then Betty stabs the FBI guy, but not fatally. But then like someone shoots Charles. But Charles isn't dead. I don't remember any of He's this. He's recovering at Shankshaw Prison. Great. Um, and so that's four your- songs. I oh five yeah. I have yes. two more five I would put I am the one no question there's I didn't mess with it because it's perfect and then F uh I put <laughs> the Bevan Kaluper experience aka I've been make up your mind catch me I'm falling Bevan Kaluper experience Bevan Kaluper experience um I'm obsessed with this album I I just listened to it I listened to all of it yeah the whole thing I. It is so well done. And like, I know that they edited stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. So you get the unedited version mm-hmm. on uh, as the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were to change light one way or the other, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a great song no matter what. But I wish that it was this, again, I wish it was the same. And on that note, we're done with the episode. We're done. Ashley, do you have anything you want to plug or promote? Honestly, I hate that I'm never able to plug something at the moments we record these. I did just have surgery, so I'm recovering, uh, but I can stand. <laughs> so that's good. Um, small victories. I have a bionic leg right now, but stay tuned. Um, I got my booster shot, so hopefully I can safely do s- something once I'm up and about. And then what about like Instagram, social media stuff? My Instagram, the best, I think the best social media for me right now is Instagram. So that would be at Schleebly. That's S-H-L-E-E-B-A-L-E-E. And yeah, maybe I'll make a TikTok. Oh, where you're going to sing all next to normal songs. But do I sing next to normal songs or do I sing Riverdale next to normal songs? <gasps> Stay tuned and find out everyone. <laughs> And if you want to get in touch with the podcast and me, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. Tell me your thoughts on Next to Normal. Do you like Riverdale's Next to Normal? Are you uh, are you part of our cult? I mean, um, fandom <laughs> of Queen Lily Reinhardt? Let me know everything. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about Brigadoon. I can't really make a bad pun because this is a very serious episode. So um, let us good. ship poopy out of here. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. 
Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.